Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up, man? It's Jay Tizzle, a.k.a. Mr. Oklahoma City, and I just skipped class with the Progress Report. The Progress Report. This your girl, McFly, with the Progress Report, and this is a new episode of Skipping Class. And I have Jade Tizzle. Mm-hmm. Today, how are you doing today? I'm Gucci, man. How y'all feeling? Doing pretty good, pretty good. So tell me, the name Jade Tizzle, like, how did you come up with that? Especially the well, spelling. My, well, my name, well, the spelling, I'm going to get to that. So my, my, my first name start with a J, middle start with a T. You know what I'm saying? Um, and when Snoop came out with that new slang, Izzle, Tizzle, woo, woo, I just started saying Jay Tizzle. You know what I'm saying? And then I didn't want to spell it the typical way the T-I-Z-Z-L-E or the dash. I thought that was lame. I'm like, man, so I wrote down a way to spell it. And I used to go to school and ask niggas like, hey bro, what that say? They be like, Jay Tizzle? I'm like, okay. So niggas, when they see it, they'll know what it say. And I knew like, okay, I got a unique way of spelling it. It's different. That way when you look me up, you're not looking for a thousand other niggas who might have this name, but they all spelling it the same way. So that's how I came up with just trying to be the different one, you know what I'm saying? Right. You let your creative, your creativity speak for you early. Yeah. Okay, so what was it like growing up in Oklahoma City? Man, Oklahoma City game banged out. That shit like baby California. My mama from Cali, like my family from Cali. So when I moved, when we moved, she moved us to LA when I was younger. And I stayed in Long Beach, Bellflower, Downey, Compton. Like I was all over there. When I came back to Oklahoma, I'm like, this shit the same. You know what I'm saying? I knew that as a kid. You know what I'm saying? We was we used to be on the dime block. I we used to rob prostitutes, getting shot at by the pimps. Like we was roguish. Like we was doing the same shit niggas was doing in Cali. You know what I'm saying? Like I just knew early on, like niggas was the same everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But it's like it's slow. Nothing but like gang banging, gossiping. You gonna find an enemy way faster than you find a friend. Like that's all it is. You know what I'm saying? The fashion ain't hip. When I moved to Atlanta, I learned how to dress. I thought I knew how to dress out there. I'm like, damn, we country than a motherfucker. Like, a nigga who always been a solid nigga. I just didn't know nothing about fashion and shit. We was getting money, but the places we was spending at didn't have the fly shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like niggas would travel, go to Vegas, Dallas, Houston, Cali, and get hip to all the new shit that they didn't have in our stores. You know what I'm saying? So it was a little different growing up. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's it's kind of the same in other cities, just a smaller population, like a million people. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm from Compton, California, so. Are I'm, you from Compton? Yes. That's crazy. So I totally understand, and our fashion sense is different, and you can really shop anywhere. The Niggas love them dickies in Cali, don't they? Mm-hmm. That's how they is in Oklahoma, they love dickies. <laughs> ben Davis suits and shit, I swear to God. <laughs> so growing up in Oklahoma City and California, who are some of your musical influences? Man, Master P Nim, No Limit, Yuck Mouth, Messy Marv, uh, shit. Uh, who else? We had some locals that I fucked with that was hard. Nitro and Bucket Lope. Uh, it was a lot of niggas. It was a mix, like from the West Coast, uh, E40. I was just bumping Yuck Mouth on the way here. Uh, who else? Um, a lot of down south artists, T.I., I love T.I. T.I. used to, man, I know all his albums, because T.I., 
he used to rap about the shit me and the homies used to get up and do every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could relate so much to T.I. It was crazy. Like, a nigga loved T.I. T.I. was rapping the shit that we used to do. Like, you know, when T.I. and Lil Wayne was out, they was like 1A and 1B. So it was like, Lil Wayne was more mainstream. He had the metaphors and we fucked with Lil Wayne, but a nigga really loved T.I. So T.I. was one of the main ones I grew up listening to as well. It was just a lot of them. It was a lot of, but I'm really big on underground niggas. Like real big on underground niggas. That's dope. It's always good to support the people underground because a lot of times they, some of the dopest lyricists are underground. Yeah, Tech Nine. Tech Nine was hard too. A lot of people didn't like the way he used to paint his face, be different, but that nigga could rap. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So once you moved to Atlanta, you started getting into the credit game, right? Yeah. And ended up doing a little fed time. Yeah. Okay, so at such a young age, I believe 18? Yeah. Okay, so tell me about that. So I got indicted like two weeks after my 18th birthday. I was doing all the Fed shit when I was a minor, you know what I'm saying? My baby mama was 21, I was 17. Um, I was just a grown up, you know what I'm saying? Just living a fast life. Um, you know, I stayed in the trap houses and shit. I stayed with the homies. I went to school, but you know, I, I sold dope, weed, whatever. So, you know, when the homies came around and presented this new check hustle, um, they used to come to our trap houses to find our smokers and shit so they can go, um, you know, have some heads to cash checks. When I seen how fast we was making 10, 20,000 on checks and how me and the homies used to fight over the next sale in a dope house, I'm like, bro, I need to start scamming. Like, you know, and plus I already had the gift of gab. I knew how to talk, I knew how to whatever. I was a street dude and I knew this. So I'm like, bam, if I know if I learn if I learn how to play a PlayStation, I can learn how to make a check. This shit really easy. So, you know, we ran up a real bag. The feds came, like, we had like a short run. Um, what they knew about was like a million dollars that we did in five months, but it was way more than that, because we was going to Memphis. I could talk about it now. We was going to Memphis, Little Rock. I mean, we was everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Busting checks, going crazy, money orders, everything. So um, my lawyer tried to get it took out. The indictment was like, hey, he was a minor during this time, whatever. They was like, hell no, nah, they still got me. Um, you know, so I, I got booked on that. You know what I'm saying? They didn't know my role. They didn't really know much, but people were still pointing fingers. They saw me in pictures with niggas who was sloppy. I used to tell them like, bro, these cars following me, bro. Like, they're like, man, you paranoid, whatever. That shit was real, so. Um, after I learned that, I learned the credit game from niggas in jail. And uh, I seen this dude, he was from Atlanta. He's like, bro, when you get out, holla at me. He was getting people's shit deleted from in jail. And I'm like, man, some smart niggas in the feds. It was really like a college campus. So I'm watching all these people in here getting this money. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see niggas with $20,000, $30,000 on their books. I see niggas in there repairing credit, doing this and that. I'm like, bro, I'm finna learn this shit. So I learned that shit. I learned the CPN wave. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's. I learned the I learned the trade line. Excuse me. Gotta have two phones. I learned the um the trade line game and I just seen the benefits of it. And I seen I could make the same amount of money doing some legit shit and applying myself than just doing the bullshit. So 
that's how it transitioned into to doing credit and shit. So with you learning how to do credit and CPNs, and you're also teaching other people how to do it as well? Yep, I got packages for 5K, 10K. You want to learn how to boss up? I'm showing them straight up. Price is about to go up, too. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's dope. I mean, you found something a little easier to, you know, get your money up, and that's dope. That's dope. And so um, I know that you taught yourself how to mix and master music. Mm-hmm. Okay. You did some research. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I did do my research. I went okay. to school, too, but I didn't fully graduate. I be telling niggas I did just so they don't, just so they'll give me a chance and listen, but... They be like, damn, bro, I can really tell you really went to school. I'd be like, this nigga. Because if I would have told them I didn't, they'd be looking for a flaw. So I'd be like, yeah, bro, because I did go to SAE by Georgia Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, State. But, you know, I'm a YouTube, like I'd be on YouTube watching tutorials. And then I used to be in the studios watching some of the biggest engineers. You know, Color Me Bad is from Oklahoma. So I hung around the nigga who produced them, brought them out. Like, I can call them niggas today. I used to watch how they mixed. I used to be in the studio every day. So once I started learning, I had a keen ear. I just started like, you know, just learning, okay, what do I want to hear? Then I started looking up the plugins I needed to do it. And then I just started mixing my own shit. And then I started realizing, damn, this other nigga who be mixing my shit be taking all the bass out of my voice, made me sound like a kid. So I started doing my own shit and started blending in my lows and finding my own sound. Ever since then, I make the best music doing it myself. Like, I, I told all the other big producers, I was talking to um, um, Mike Will and them. I'm like, bro, you know, when I get beats from you niggas, I still want to mix my own shit because I just come up with my best sound doing it myself. So you, you mastered your craft. Yeah. So what's your process when you're in the studio? How, what's your process like? Just find a beat that make me want to say some shit, like some shit that I feel like, okay, if I just start coming up with a hook right away, I know I'm going to come up with a decent song. You know what I'm saying? I don't write nothing, but as long as I can come up with a hook, sometimes I just start like mumbling shit, just trying to figure out the pattern I want and the cadence I want. And then every now and then I hear a word and then I just find that word and then I just start, I'll probably go through my rhymers block app or something and find other words that rhyme with it. And then I just make it make sense with my real life story and I just punch them in. You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's just how my process works. Okay, okay. Okay, so what would you say, um, let's discuss um, learning about takeoffs, part of the Migos, Mm -hmm. learning about um, takeoffs passing and creating a a tribute song for that. Damn, you seen that. Yeah, Yeah. we did our research. I in the hood with the homies. So I discovered takeoff now, well, the whole, well, let me see. I I discovered them on the radio when I was in Beaumont, Texas. I I was doing two years in the feds for a violation. I remember hearing it on the radio. They just kept playing that shit. I'm like, who these niggas? This shit hard. Like, you know, I'm like, damn, these niggas the beat everything. Zaytoven, they, man, they did they shit. And then I heard Drake had hopped on it. I'm like, damn. So ever since then, I was like, damn, these niggas didn't change the game. Like, they fucked it up for me for a little bit. Like, they made everybody change how they rap. It's like, niggas didn't want to listen to you if you wasn't coming like that. Like, you had to. It's just now got back to where niggas can be they self. Like, let's be for real. So once I heard that he died, I remember I woke up. I seen it on Say Cheese. Shout out Say Cheese. I seen it on Say Cheese. And I'm like, damn, what the fuck? And then I went to Twitter. You know the graphic videos. I'm like, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? 
He was he remind me of a nigga I grew up with, like quiet, out the way, don't piss him off. Like I just I just get that vibe from him. So I, I fucked I fucked with him. Damn. So I fucked I fucked with his I fucked with his shit. Um so I was like, you know, I wasn't doing it for no clout. It's just like, damn, when I heard it, I'm like, I just wanted to do a tribute. You know what I'm saying? Just like, you know, cause he a part of hip hop and um, you gotta pay homage, you know what I'm saying? You gotta show love to people who influence you in some type of way. They came from Gwinnett, they came and made a way out of nothing, you know what I'm saying? And became an iconic hip hop group from the South when, when niggas said the South wouldn't do hip hop the right way. Now the South running the game. So it was just like my way of just showing some homage and paying some homage to uh, to me, he was one of the hardest out of the group. Like, he was hard. So it was just showing some showing some respect. That was it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Definitely, um, shout out to Takeoff. You know, rest in peace, Takeoff. Okay, so are you looking to remain independent or are you trying to go to labor? I'm route? trying to get a deal on some real shit. I know a lot of niggas be coming out, they want to stay indie. I got way bigger dreams than just making. I didn't ran through a lot of money, so it's like, I'm not impressed with this shit. Like, I really want to be, like, on a major level. I want to sign major artists, like how Akon signed Lady Gaga. Like, I want to turn into an executive that make other millionaires and feed other families. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to just be no indie nigga. Like, my dreams is way bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? I want to invest in all type of companies and employ so many people and just change lives. Go back to my city build nice houses for people in poverty, let them see what it's like to live in a good area without having to go there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got so much shit I want to do, and I know signing a major deal could help me do that. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't, hell no, I don't want to be independent. I'm ready for this shit to stop. Like a motherfucker, I ain't gonna lie. That's okay. real shit. Well, speaking about families, talk to me about the difference, well, you know, fatherhood. Talk to me about the difference in raising boys versus girls. Man, I got nieces. So I can't really, I don't know the difference. I'm always around them and I got a goddaughter. My best friend passed away two years ago. So I take care of his kids, you know, like those are my God kids. It's a little boy and a little girl, but my goddaughter, I really pay a lot of attention to her because I see her behavioral patterns and change since he left. You know what I'm saying? Um, Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles? And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba. And my nieces, you know, her daddy is incarcerated, so it's like I try to be there as a father, even though she know I'm unk. Um, I know, I know, I know. Females raising females is is a lot different than boys. They mature faster, um, and if you have a positive impact on them, it's gonna stick to them more than boys. Boys still want to go their own route still think they know everything, hanging with their little homies. They think they, you know, trying to follow the next rapper or whatever. So it's a little different, but I can tell that they pay more attention to me than, than my sons do. My sons, like, they pay attention. They look up to me, they respect me. But it's like, the girls, it's like, I can tell that they really appreciate my presence. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to have one myself. I really want a daughter. You know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. So. We always ask every guest this, what does the word progress mean to you? Shit, progress is a part of the process. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm always, every day I'm trying to have some type of progress. I don't give a fuck what it is. 
You know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm just expanding my vocabulary, learning another Spanish word, adding a couple dollars to my cash out, some type of progress is better than going in reverse. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. And so we were talking about um, the jewelry. So what inspired your look? How did you get to where you are with your look today? Man, I'm trying to do some more shit for real, but I copied off Yellow Beezy a little bit with the AP. Um, I wanted to have one before I signed the deal so niggas can know I'm not just no cap rapper or period, you know what I'm saying? Um, but a lot of people I used to see in the comments, like I would rap about certain stuff and they would be like, mm, this nigga look broke as fuck. Like, you know, <laughs> I remember one time on one of my YouTube videos, I was telling a story on my story time about how, like what I told you about the checks, how we made a million dollars in checks. Some little nigga like, man, you got on a champion shirt, right? I'm like, damn, like, this nigga think this shirt really, you know, so I see niggas in the comments like, bro, I know this story, this nigga for real. But it was just like, okay, I gotta turn it up. Because even though people know a nigga really do shit, it's people who don't. And then it might be trolls, nigga who hate, whatever. So I'ma turn it up. I'ma, I'm if a nigga gonna hate, I'ma let them hate seeing me shine instead of giving them some shit to say, you know what I'm saying, when I know I can do better. So that's when I start like, nigga, I'ma just give me a cube and I'ma just get some big shit. I'ma look like something, you know what I'm saying? I'ma look like the nigga I am, cause I'm really this nigga every day. Even without this shit on, I'm still him. You know what I'm saying? This is just to show a nigga without me saying anything to you in passing. When you see me, you know I'm him. That's what this shit is, you know what I'm saying? Talk your Plus Yellow Beezy told me like, bro, this your costume. Put that shit on, let them know. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. I got my sons in this shit, we all doing this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they go to school, they look like something because they him too. You know what I'm saying? And when you see them, you know I did it. So that make me look even better. Okay. We love the confidence. You Most know, you got to big up yourself and you got to talk your shit. So what's next for you? Man, some more interviews, some more press. Hopefully I'll come back and fuck with y'all again to show y'all some, some progress from today and whenever. And shit, more videos on YouTube, more vlogging, more uh, music videos just more consistency. Cause I try to do so much when you're a hustler, you just try to do so much. Like I see a nigga doing so I, I could do that too. Then I get sidetracked. Like, and then I, I kinda, I kinda lose focus on what's been working for me. So now I'm just staying, um, practicing my consistency on what's been working for me. And my YouTube channel really been working for me. Like I make a lot of money, not just from the YouTube checks, but from the people who reach out to me from YouTube. A lot of opportunities have been opened up. I met with a couple of labels in New York this year. Like, it's just a lot, you know what I'm saying? So that's what you can look forward to, just consistency. I know I'm gonna be him. I know it's gonna magnify and elevate. I just know it, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna just stay consistent. Okay, well, we definitely appreciate you we, uh, for talking to us today. Uh, we definitely support you and we believe in you. You believe in yourself and that's dope. So thank you again for skipping class with us. Yeah, I appreciate it. The Progress Report. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. 
It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.